Good morning. Welcome to Aldersgate United Methodist Church. We are certainly glad you are here or worshiping with us online or in person. Let's always start with the good stuff, missions. This church is very mission-minded, and every month, as you know, we have a special mission project to which we give our time, our energy, our resources. Uh, this month, we are collecting money uh, for the Global Ministries Give Love campaign. Uh, one of the biggest things that this mission does is support missionaries all around the world who do magnificent work, sometimes in some very dangerous places for the word of God to be preached. So please remember that, take that into account, it's very important. If you have not had enough Christmas music in your life this year. This is the day that the Lord has made for singing Christmas music. Over at that high school in York, the high school, what do they call themselves? The Choral Ensemble or the Cougars Choir? Oh, I like that. The Cougars Choir will have their Christmas program today at 3. Tickets are $5 each, or you can get a special deal, two for 10. Okay. And that won't be nearly enough, although you'll think it is. It won't be. So at 6.30 tonight, we have Ring and Sing. And just in case that's still not enough for you, next Sunday, the Chancel Choir will be presenting a festival of lessons and carols at 4 o'clock. Now, all of these are opportunities for us to invite others into our midst, into our family. Jump on that. In addition to that, next Sunday morning, here during worship, my chamber singers will be here, and we will not just be singing things that you'll hear this afternoon. We'll have some other, other music as well, but we'll be leading uh, music next Sunday morning so that the chancel choir doesn't have to be up here next Sunday morning to prepare for next Sunday afternoon festival of lessons and carols. Thank you, Phil. And if you did not happen to be here the last time his choir came to be with us, I know some of y'all are relatively new and weren't here. They are excellent. Uh, you want to be a part of that. We are offering a quiet service this year. It's open to everyone. Again, it's an opportunity to invite someone. And I want to make it very clear, this is not just for those who have lost loved ones. I don't even like that expression. The loved ones I know about aren't lost. I know exactly where they are, and so do you. 
But maybe you have a friend who's lost a job. Maybe you have a friend who is experiencing some hardship or some pain. This is a service for them. Maybe you're, you're tired of the hubbub of hearing every day, only X number of days till Christmas, and feeling that stress and pressure. This is a quiet service, a time to be reflective, to, to focus on the Christ story and what it means for our lives. So I hope you'll come and I hope you'll make sure other no, others know about it as well. Next Sunday, this is the last call for Santa's helper. The deadline is next Sunday. Bring your cards uh, with no stamps on them, but addressed, please. And Santa's little helper will deliver them to church members. After that, you will have to buy your own stamps and mail them yourselves. What are stamps now? $4 each? <laughs> Sue will be saving you a bunch of money. Uh, next Sunday, I also remind you that that is the Sunday we need to bring our commitment cards. There will be a special time during the service for you to offer that gift to God. Uh, you have probably noticed that we're doing something a little different. It's a wonderful idea. Uh, instead of these poinsettias, poins instead of these red Christmas flowers, uh, we are asking people to bring non-perishable items and wrap them if you care to, put them in a bag. Uh, it'd be nice to have you know, it's spreading out pretty good right now as it is, but we plan to give them away. It's a, a gift to us in decorating the sanctuary, but it will be a, an, an even greater gift as it goes to help those who are hungry, not just at Christmas time, but many times through a year. Uh, so please keep that in mind. Sharon, I believe you have an announcement to make. Oh, Christmas morning is always a busy time for all of us. And so this year we're going to have Christmas sweater Sunday. So when you come Sunday morning, uh, wear your Christmas sweater. Um, mine might be a little tacky, but you know, I, I believe that you cannot be too tacky at Christmas. So bring your Christmas sweater. If some of you, if you want to bring your Christmas pajamas, that'll be all right, too. <laughs> so take care, and um, I hope you all have a very Merry Christmas. And please come to the, um, the quiet service. I think you'll really enjoy it. It's, it's wonderful. Take care. See you Christmas Day in your Christmas sweater. Now, be clear, this is not an ugly Christmas sweater concert, I mean contest. <laughs> is it? I guess it could be. Wear your ugliest sweater. Are there any other announcements? Um, to, to piggyback on your comment about the, um, the, the um, commitment cards, 
I'm going to ask Steve to show Stephen to show a, a slide up there. Um, for those of you who have smartphones and often wonder how can I give online, well, during the giving time, if you would just scan that code on your phone, it'll take you right to our website where you can give online. And I would really encourage you, as you think about your commitment cards and think about next year, to set up some recurring gifts through our online giving platform so the church is always can count on your giving for every month, even if you're here or not here or vacationing, what have you. So please consider the online giving and, uh, again, use that QR code on your cell phone to make a gift. Thank you. Tell people how secure that is, Wayne, in case they have questions. Sure. It's, it's as encrypted as any bank you would go to, any, any credit card company that you would go to. It's all governed by the same rules and regulations of the federal government, so it's very well encrypted. In fact, as a church, we have to sign a document every year um, verifying that we do not keep that information on hand. We, as a church, we do not keep your credit card information, your bank account information. We keep none of that here. That's all kept at a third, third-party secure server. Um, again, same regulations as banks, et cetera. And uh, one more thing, the, the, the beauty of the QR code is that when you come into church and somebody makes an announcement about appeal for, for a gift or you're thinking about your gift for um, staff bonuses, if you'll just put in there and select other and then put the, in, the actual gift that day you want to have the money go to, we can get it in that direction. So that QR code is for any gift you want to make to the church. Good. Thank you. Thank you, Wayne. Linda. He has already called your attention to giving online for our staff um, Christmas offering, love offering, but I would like to remind you that we have such a dedicated, amazing group of individuals that we are so blessed to have here at Aldersgate. So I encourage you to um, show how much we appreciate them with your love offering, and if you don't want to uh, use the online option, you may um, use the offering plate now through Christmas Day. Thank you. Anyone else? Lily. I wanted to see you run, Parker. Um, I sent out an email earlier this week about the pictures with Santa that Mercy House is doing. I just want to remind you all that that is today from 1.30 to 3.30, and that is at Bethel United Methodist Church. Um, pictures for one 5 by 7 is $15, and for two it is 25 and all of the proceeds are going to the Mercy House. So that is a great way to be able to support one of our local missions that we as a church support. So, just a reminder. In case you don't know, Mercy House is they have three beds because, I believe it's three right now, uh, because it is such a specialized ministry. Um, homeless people who are in the end stages of their life on earth, uh, they can go there and be cared for properly. Um, not just physically, but also spiritually and emotionally. 
That's a very significant ministry. Anyone else? Please stand for the coming cross, the coming Christ, the coming salvation.
Let us join in our call to worship. All creation holds its breath. The time is almost here. The heavenly choir of angels waits for its cue to sing. Excitement is all around us. Prepare your hearts. The grace of God takes on human form. Good news. Emmanuel, God with us, comes to us. Our God comes. Alleluia. Amen. Soon we shall celebrate the birth of Jesus. We worship God with joy in our hearts as we are reminded of the words of the angels said on the first Christmas day. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy which will come to all people. With the angels long ago we say, we believe in joy. As the Father hath loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, 
just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. That came from John 15, 9 through 11. We light this candle to proclaim the coming of the light of God into the world. With the coming of this light, there is joy. Joy is ours not only on Christmas Day, but always. Let us pray. O Holy One, as Christmas draws near, we look for familiar sense of excitement. Perhaps we glimpse it out of the corner of our mind's eye in the whips of a memory, a childhood song. In this time of global pandemic and political transitions, we confess to you and to all the world that we believe in the joy because you promise that with us while keeping weeping we may linger for the night, joy comes in the morning. Thank you for the gift of Jesus, morning star, light of life, bringer of joy. Amen. Spain, she finally decided that Rock Hill was better than Barcelona, so she came back, but she is sick. So Lily is filling in for her today. Any children, you are welcome invited to come forward. just make this an interactive children's sermon then because we are all children of God right so can anyone and you don't have to raise your hand we're not in a proper classroom you can just yell it out if you want what do I have here candy canes they're delicious right red and white stripes they go good in hot chocolate or you put them in your stockings and they're delicious right so that's something that's been around for a long time now and candy canes are just kind of a part of Christmas. But candy canes can kind of help us to remember something important about Christmas, and that's the true meaning of Christmas. And what would the true meaning of Christmas be? What is, as a Christian, Christmas about? Yeah, the birth of Jesus Christ. So, <coughs> first of all, if you flip a candy cane upside down, we normally have them like this, right? But we're going to flip it upside down. What does that kind of look like? A J. J for Jesus. Um, and so that could kind of help us remind us that Jesus 
It's his birthday. That's what Christmas is about. Now, if you kind of look at it like this, or like this, what might that represent? What might that look like? Y'all are really, really smart. Good job. <laughs> um, so the shepherd used his crook to keep the sheep from wandering away from the flock and getting lost or eaten by a wild animal. And the Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd. So the candy cane should remind us that Jesus is our shepherd and he will keep us from wandering away and getting lost or hurt. He'll protect us. That's what the shepherds did for their sheep. So the candy cane is also mostly white. Majority of it is white. And white is a symbol of what? Purity, yes. So that should remind us that Jesus was the spotless lamb of God and that because he came to be the sacrifice for our sin, we too can become white as snow. And as you know, the candy cane has three red stripes. There's one thick one, and then there's two that are kind of more thin that are beside each other. And the Bible tells us that before Jesus was crucified, he was beaten with a whip, which made blood red stripes across his back. And the Bible says that we are healed by those stripes. The stripes on the candy cane should remind us that Jesus suffered and died so that we could have everlasting life. Now, too many people think the candy cane is just something to eat and it's kind of, you know, decoration at Christmas time and it's kind of meaningless. But I hope that this year and from now on, you can see the candy cane and you'll be reminded of the true meaning of Christmas. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you that Jesus is the good shepherd who keeps us from harm and protects us. We thank you that because of his suffering and death on the cross, we have life everlasting. Help us to remember that we can find the true meaning of Christmas in him. Amen.
Let us pray. Messiah, Savior, our King born in the barest of palaces. As we meet around crib, around candle, around advent wreath, draw us into that stable palace. In the quiet moments of prayer, in this quiet moment of prayer, bring alive to us the smell of the hay, the sound of the animal, the cry of a baby. Draw us close to our Savior, Savior, our Messiah, our King. Accept our offering, not of gold, myrrh, or frankincense, but the gift of our lives and our love. As you gave your Son to us, let us give you all that we have and all that we are, the very best we have to give. Let us hear the message of your grace-filled birth. You are here. You are always with us, anywhere in our lives, in all times, in our daily routines, in our tears and in our joys. When we reach that place where we simply can't go any further, you are there. You are here in Christmas and in every day that follows. Transform the lives of those who suffer because you are here and make all things new. Meet the needs of all who have seen the needs in our community and have answered the call to serve others because you are here. We, we, we unite with all who first adored you at your birth. We pray with bowed hearts and bowed heads before you. Be born in our souls, born into poverty and humility, born amid destitution and suffering. Come to our weary world and to all whose lives are filled with hurt and pain. Bring your promised peace to hearts in turmoil and to a world at war. Because you are here, no longer hidden among the stars, but revealed to us a child born who turns water into wine, sorrow into joy, grape juice into forgiveness, hatred, into love. 
Work your marvelous wonders among our troops and their families. And among all who make such sacrifices to better the lives of others. Bring rest to those in the medical community. Overworked but still going day by day and step by step. Comfort wounded souls. Because you are here, we pray for others, knowing you are eager to hear the pleas of our hearts. Because you are here, we know your kingdom is coming. Because you are here, we know all things will be made right. Because you are here, we gladly kneel in the position of servants. Because you are here, we rejoice, especially now as we pray together the prayer you still teach us to pray saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Our psalm today uh, is Psalm 25, 1 through 10. That'll be on page 756 of your pew hymnal. Um, and we'll be uh, responding with uh, response number one. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exalt over me. Let none that wait for you be put to shame. Let them be ashamed who are clothed with treachery. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Lord, make me to know your ways. Lead me in your truth and teach me. Be mindful of your mercy, O Lord, and of your steadfast love, for they have been from old. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, the Lord instructs sinners in the way and leads the humble in what is right and teaches them their way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep the Lord's covenant and testimony. Our scripture today comes from Matthew 11, 2 through 11, uh, to be found in the New Testament section on page 11. Messengers from John the Baptist. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is, the, is anyone who make, takes no offense at me. Jesus praises John the Baptist. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out there to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. 
See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The word of God, the people of God. Thanks be to God. I, I want to mention that we do need to be as especially in prayer for Audrey, because you would know uh, because Lynn, you would know this best. It is her birthday today, right? Yes, you were there, weren't you? Excellent, excellent. Well, if you're watching, Audrey, happy birthday. Uh, get well soon. Oh, wow, that's unique. Well, happy birthday to them both. Let us pray. Lord, we do celebrate birthdays, and we have come, of course, to celebrate the greatest birth of all time. Let us give you praise as we open your word. Let us give you praise with our obedience by letting that story truly come into our hearts in new ways. Let us listen to your Spirit speaking to us so that the Spirit might speak through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I, I, I know I'm a little different than one or two people in the world, but I like children's Christmas shows and church Christmas pageants, hoping that something will always go wrong. Because that's what makes them special. You're welcome. And that includes high school choral concerts. I read a story this week about a kindergarten teacher who carefully lined up her Four little cherubs for the annual church Christmas program. Each of them carried a huge cut-out letter. And as they stood side by side, the letters star, S-T-A-R. Well, a slight mix-up occurred. And those present in the church almost fell out of their pews because the four little performers took their places in reverse. And I heard someone say it up here too. Instead of spelling star, they spelled rats. I read that story and I, I really think it is the perfect story for Advent. It is the Advent message. Advent is a brutally honest season in our faith lives. Yes, Advent is the season of the star. It is the season of light, of those experiences that are filled with laughter 
and joy and wonder. But Advent also confronts the rest in our lives. Those times we all face, times of hurts and times of heartache, times of unbelievable suffering. And the message is so very clear. If Jesus, the Son of God, can be found in the muck of a stable, laying in a slobbery feeding trough, then Christ, the Son of God, can be found anywhere. Anywhere. Every year. I see signs, you know, sometimes on the television, sometimes in real life, that say, keep Christ in Christmas. Advent reminds us that Christ has never been out of Christmas. If Christ is discussed by shepherds, born and cradled, in a barn, then Christ can be born in shopping malls and in traffic jams and holiday office parties. If Christ, the Son of God, can be found in the body of a baby, then Christ our Lord can be found in those days between gift giving and bill paying. There was one thing John wanted to know before he died. Jesus, are you the one? Are you really the Messiah? We can hardly blame him. John gave everything. He was in jail because of Jesus. In a few days, he would give his life because of Jesus. Has it all been in vain? Is this just an illusion, a dream? Am I dying for a dream? He had to know for sure. So John sent some followers to Jesus to ask a very direct question. Are you the one? And Jesus gives such a wonderful, a, a, a very practical answer, too. Don't take my word for it. Take a look around and go to John. Tell him what you see. Tell John what you hear. Do you see people working in soup kitchens? 
Do you see people adopting families in need? Do you see churches buying arcs from Heifer International for people they don't know and will never ever meet? Do you see work teams digging wells in countries suffering from both droughts and from deluges of water, floods? Do you see people gathering together to put together food, uh, flood buckets and hygiene kits? Tell John what you see. Tell John about the people who are doing Advent, who are being Advent, who are living Advent. Tell John what you see. On a barren stretch of US 50 grows a juniper tree. That tree shouldn't be there. That tree should not be able to exist there. The soil is not good for any tree. In fact, there are no other trees anywhere near it. Just this one lone juniper tree. Now, no one remembers who put the first Christmas ornaments on it. Probably someone driving down the road with spare, spare ornaments in their car. But from that day to this one, that tree has been decorated every single year. Nobody knows who does it. But every year by Christmas Day, this tree becomes a Christmas tree. This tree, growing in a place where it is not supposed to be able to grow, which has survived against all odds, attracts visitors from miles and miles away in every direction. The tree is so lonely but looks so brave that it seems to offer courage to those who pass it. Just looking at it is enough to hear the Advent message that there is life and hope even in the barren places of our lives, even in our rough world. Have y'all seen the Buick commercial that says over and over again, that is so you, playing off the you in SUV? There's nothing selfish about that commercial at all. They certainly wouldn't be trying to appeal to you based on personal interests, what you want, See, I can do it too. I can say you. 
God's message is not about you. Not about me. Think about this. Start an entire nation devoted to God and use a 90-plus-year-old childless couple to do it. Learn this phrase. You're going to be saying it every time I do this. That's so God. That's so God. Free a huge population of slaves from the most powerful nation on earth by sending a stuttering, stammering shepherd to get into Pharaoh's face. Say it with me. That's so God. Destroy a fortress's walls by marching and playing music and yelling. Give the world a stunning example of bravery and obedience through someone named Rahab, a prostitute. That's so God. Raise up as king a skinny, teenaged dreamer, poet, and musician who had never done much more than move sheep around from field to field and had not even done that very well. That's so God. Choose a man with unclean lips to be your prophet. Choose a man and his prostitute wife to show the world God's steadfast love. Tell the good news first to the leper and the lame, to outcasts and outsiders, to helpless people, lonely people, to people who know no joy and have little hope. You know what that is? That's so God. Send your son to die on a cross to forgive people who don't even know God's name. People who rebel. People who have turned their backs on the Lord. That is so God. And that is only God. And my greatest reason for joy because it is just so God. Advent is not our journey to make. Advent is the journey God makes to us. Advent is not our trip, it is God's trip. 
made against all reason and only because of such a great love. Isn't that so God? Amen. Now may you know the deep, abiding joy of this season. May you be the deep, abiding joy of this season of Advent. God is coming, making home among us. Thanks be to God and amen. Amen.